Witness history this year at the French Open, where old rivalries meet new talent on the clay battleground. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch it. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. It's three weeks of unparalleled access as the world's top players in tennis face off. We'll see if the veterans maintain their dominance or if fresh faces rise to the challenge. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it all goes down. Welcome back into another episode of Believe in the ATP Tour. I'm your host, Jacob Sersosimo, and today you're listening on the Believe Network. Got a lot to talk about today because it is officially grass court season. We just got out of the clay swing, obviously with Rafael Nadal winning Roland Garros, and that's what's pretty much taken up the entire content of this podcast last month and some change. And obviously Rafa getting number 22, uh, Grand Slam, as well as number 14 just on clay. That has consumed a lot of my brain and consumed a lot of other people's brains in tennis. But the weird part about this season is it jumps right into the clay court, or sorry, right into the grass court swing, really without even skipping a beat. Grass is already going by the end of the Roland Garros. And right now, we've already got a couple champions on grass court. And they got to really hurry up and do this because Wimbledon actually starts soon thereafter. Wimbledon starts on the 27th of June. So. This is a fast turnaround for players, especially going from the slowest surface to the fast, fastest surface there is in tennis, back to back to back. But this is the lay of the road, and this is how it is every single spring into summer. And after this, they get to do an entire American swing and make it all the way to the U.S. Open at the end of October and into September. So let's talk about today. Let's start with a tournament that was in Germany. This is Stuttgart, and this is a pretty popular tournament. Good grass tournament, and it's always right after Roland Garros, and it's a good tournament as well. It's the Boss Open, and so obviously you're going to get the boss man in this tournament when you're talking about Matteo Berrettini, who is now just recovering from the wrist injury that he had that's held him out for so long, and he had a great tournament. He's the number two seed, uh, and, and he makes it all the way to the final, but I want to talk about a few other things before we get to that final, Denis Shapovalov still struggling. Four seed in this tournament. Loses to Oscar Ott in straight sets in the second round. That's another thing to keep your eye on is as we keep going through this year, Shapo sometimes goes through these, I don't I don't know what to call them, lulls maybe, where he just struggles, 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 and then he'll make a big run. So I'd love for him to get out of that, but who knows if that's going to be happening anytime soon. Uh, Nick Kyrgios makes a run in this tournament. He actually makes it all the way to the semifinals. But I think the name and the story of this tournament is the final between Matteo Berrettini and Andy Murray. Andy Murray, his tournament was great. He beats qualifier in the first round, and then he beats Alexander Bublik in straight sets, which is a good win for him. And then he beats Stefano Tsitsipas, who's the top seed. So... The tournament's already impressive for Andy Murray. And Andy Murray on grass, he does seem to have a little bit more of a motivation because the Wimbledon is in England, where he's from. But he beat Stefano Tsitsipas, who on any given day is not an easy player to beat. So he beat Tsitsipas actually in straight sets. Massive win for Andy Murray. Then he backs it up by beating Kyrgios in straight sets, which is also very surprising because Kyrgios has been playing really, really well on grass. He skips Roland Garros. He skips the French 
which gives him a little time to recover, go home, and chill out and practice. So he's well-rested for this swing, and Andy Murray comes in there and beats him in straight sets. So obviously this is a large win for Andy Murray, and he makes it all the way to the final. Is it a fairytale ending? No. The boss-sponsored tennis player, Matteo Berrettini, wins the Boss Open. Not shocking. Great for that brand, actually. But Matteo Berrettini, it's good to see him get back to a high level of tennis. I believe he said in one of his post-match press conferences, maybe after he won the final, something along the lines of, I didn't even know how I was going to be this week. I didn't even play my best tennis many times this week. And it seemed as if he was just trying to get back in the swing of things. And he did with a win. So, Obviously, his road to the final was not hard. He played Radu Elbit in the second round. Then he played Sinego, which was a tough one for him. But it's not like he's playing Sitsipas or anything or Murray or Kyrgios. He beats Oscar Ott, and then he goes on to play Andy Murray. So obviously, his road wasn't necessarily the same road that everyone else had to take. However, a great win and something definitely to be you know proud of and happy for moving forward in this grass court season for Matteo Berrettini. Now let's get to the story of the week this week, and this is something that people make movies out of it. It it is just an incredible story, and the week that Tim Van Reithoven had was something that can literally be written about in novels. Um, Tim Van Reithoven, you've probably never heard of him, rightfully so. Coming in to the tournament that was in the Netherlands, he had yet to win an ATP match. He, he never won an ATP Tour match. He wins his first ATP Tour match, right? Got to be happy about that. Cool. That's awesome. There's also massive names in this tournament. Dino Medvedev's in this tournament. Uh, FAA's in this tournament. He, this guy had to beat some really, really good players to get there. So let me tell you about this. He gets his first ATP Tour win, and that's in the first round. He beats a qualifier. He's a wild card, so he's a wild card in this tournament. Carries that momentum into the second round where he ends up beating the number 14 overall ranking player in the world and Taylor Fritz, who is also a very, very good tennis player. So then he moves on to the third round. In the third round, he then again plays Hugo Gaston, who's a good player, beats Hugo Gaston. So now he's got to play Phoenix Ogier-Aliassime, right? He's got to play him in the semis. Beats him in three sets. So he gets his first ever top 10 win. You know, he's never even wanted uh, something on the tour. So, obviously, he gets his first top 10 win. And then in the final, he's got to play a grass court player that's really good. And the number one player in the entire world, Daniil Medvedev, which I'll get to at the end of this. But he has to play Daniil Medvedev, and he beats Daniil Medvedev winning this tournament. I mean, he gets his first ATP Tour final and his first ATP Tour uh, win. Then he gets his first top 10 win and his first Tour win there. A lot to unpack here, but Tim Van Reithoven, just I, I, there's there's so much you can say about this win. I, I mean, it is almost unbelievable what he did this week. He went from ranking like 250 something, and now he's like shot way up. He's like 106. So the what he did last week is a 25 year old. He is from the Netherlands, so he's a he's a hometown guy. So that's why he got the wild card into this tournament, but what he did at this tournament was so hard to do, especially against the players he had to play. He had to play FAA. He had to play Taylor Fritz. He had to beat and play Daniil Medvedev, and he did all three of those. To do those at a tournament like this, especially gearing up for Wimbledon, is an incredible, an incredible feat 
by Tim Van Reithoven. Whether he's going to keep making a run here, who knows? But that's a name that a lot of people are going to remember for a long time because of what he's done in the Netherlands at his home because there's some parity in the ATP Tour, but there's not parity like this where guys that are just wild cards because they're from that same place and they're ranked two something, 200 and something, can just come in and beat top 10 players back to back to back to back. I mean, this does not happen. So you got to give mad props to this guy. And seriously, as this was all happening last week, I was I kept being updated on it, watching some clips, watching some matches, and I was like, this is, this is crazy. I cannot believe this guy's doing this. So Tim Van Reithoven, props to you. Heck of a tournament. Awesome for you. I'm happy for you. But let's back this up at Wimbledon. I think that'd be really cool. Um, some other news in the grass court. Uh, Dan Evans defeats Jordan Thompson in Nottingham, which is uh, on the Challenger Tour. Um, but he's the first player since 1999 to win uh, three ATP Challenger titles on grass. Sometimes these players hop back and forth. It seems like the minor leagues to the to, you know to the big leagues, and that's kind of what he had to do here, get some points on the Challenger Tour. But Dan Evans, hopefully he's playing really good tennis going into his home tournament. That is also at Wimbledon. Um, I didn't talk about this earlier because this is more newsy than it is about the tournament. In the Boss Open, it seems like uh, Nick Kyrgios got some racial slurs out of the crowd. Uh, this seems to be, I don't want to say an ongoing problem, but there's been some problems with you know similar things in the past with crowds doing certain things to people, saying certain things to people. So, um, you know, good on Nick Kyrgios to really bring attention to this, and I think it needs to because there's no place in the game of tennis. So... Uh, it's, it's awesome just to hear and see him actually bring light to this and, and be very vocal about things that are happening in the world of tennis because obviously they don't belong in it, and especially for a guy like Nick Kyrgios. So hope these things get better, and I look forward to uh, kind of hearing what comes out of this because I think there should be you know some positive some positive feedback and some positive learning for certain tournaments and certain crowd control places to be able to minimize this and make it not a thing. Tennis is continuing into this week as it goes to grass. The grass court swing is always going on, I feel like, especially in this few weeks. Last week was ATP 250s, Stuttgart in the Netherlands. Those are ATP 250s. This week they're in London and they're in Holly. So uh, the Cinch Championships and the Terra Wartman Open. These are both going on. One's in Germany, Holly, Germany. That's an ATP 500. And the other one is an ATP 500, and that one is in London. Let's go to the London one first, the Cinch Championships. Just some notable things that you want to maybe get out of here. All these players are playing in these tournaments because they're so important to get to Wimbledon. Casper uh, Ruud actually is the number one seed in London, and he lost first round to uh, Ryan Pennison, who is also a Brit. So uh, not a great start for him. Uh, I don't have all the information about all these tournaments, but the top seeds in London, I think Halley's a bigger tournament, uh, but the top seeds in London are as follows. It goes Casper Ruud, Berrettini, Cam Norrie, Taylor Fritz, Diego Schwartzman, Chapo, and then Chilich and Riley Opelka. So not as stacked as a tournament as the other one, the Holly tournament. This tournament always has a good has a good showing at it, and I think it's a pretty pretty popular tournament. And the number one seed in this tournament is Daniil Medvedev. So that obviously gives it a little head start. But listen to the players in this tournament, the top 10 seeds. It is Medvedev, Tsitsipas, Andre Rublev, Felix Ogiele-Asim, Hubie Hercoc, uh, Karina Busta, Batista Agut, and Karen Hachinov. So all the Russians are in this tournament. Unfortunately for them, they've just pretty much playing this grass court swing to not play at Wimbledon when I think both of them could do some damage. But 
that's neither here nor there, and we've talked about that before, and I don't really want to get into it again. But Daniil Medvedev, Tsitsipas, Rublev, Felix Ogiele, Asim, they're highlighting this tournament. This is always a good tournament. This is always, always, always a good tournament, and I look forward to recapping it and talking a little bit more about it next week when we visit it. But those two tournaments going on this week, and then the week after that, I mean, we're pretty much in it. Like, this, this is the time where Wimbledon's literally, like, right around the corner. There's one in Mallorca, Spain, and then there's uh, one in Eastbourne, Great Britain that are 250s. And then after that, it's like literally a day or two, and then Wimbledon hits. So we're so close to Wimbledon. We'll be so close there. And like this Holly tournament's only five days. So, sorry, six days. So it's not even a week. So the, these tournaments really get flying here, and they really get going. Into some more tennis news, Rafael Nadal, I saw a report that said behind closed doors, he has been training on grass. So... Take that for what it's worth. It says sources say behind closed doors. Uh, I can't attribute that because I saw it in a tweet, but that's what the tweet said. So take it as take it as it's worth. Maybe he's resting more. Maybe he's not. Who actually knows? But who he played in the Australian Open? He played Alexander Zverev. Zverev is set to be out six to eight weeks, so he will not play in Wimbledon. And it says that he's hoping to get back for the U.S. Open. That's Yannick Schneider on Twitter says that, um, but. He said he can't add anything at the moment. He has no more information, but that is pretty much the update on Sverev. I did see that he had surgery, so that's, I guess, a good sign, and hopefully he's back at it from that gnarly ankle roll that he had at Roland Garros. Last thing, and then I'll get you out of here. Um, I'll give you something better to listen to maybe. I don't know, but... I hope you enjoy listening to this podcast. <laughs> Let's move on. Uh, the uh, streak was stopped. The new number one and number two ranked people in players in the ATP are now Daniil Medvedev's one and Alexander Zverev is number two. This is the first time since November of t- 2003 where not Djokovic, Nadal, or Federer ranked in the ATP top two. 2003, that's 19 years one of those players have been in one or two spot in the world. Incredible. That That is a stat. That every time these stats come out as Medvedev and others keep being number one or two or three or something, it blows my mind. It, it blows my mind absolutely every time a stat like this gets blown out of there. So that that is what the rankings are at one and two. Casper um, Ruud moves up to five. We'll go through these a little bit more next week. I'm sure there'll be some more movement before Wimbledon, but there's no points at Wimbledon this year, so that also throws another wrench into it, blah, blah, blah. So a lot going on in the tennis world. As always, a lot of tennis going up this week. There'll be a lot of tennis after that, and then we are right into Wimbledon. So an exciting time to be a tennis fan, an exciting time to follow tennis. It's going to be interesting to see what the, uh, I I, I call them the big three still, but the big two and Novak and Rafa do as we move closer to Wimbledon and see, you know, how they play. So something to keep an eye on. I appreciate you listening. Take care of yourself. Take care of your family. I'll catch you on the flip side. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. 
And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.